You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you've got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to the Magna Method Podcast, and I am very fortunate to sit down today with Mr. Chris Hogan. Actually, I won't be sitting down with Chris because Chris is on the road driving, and he's been kind enough to be on the show, but I am pumped up for this because not only is this guy a superstar athlete, but he's an incredible, humble athlete, hardworking guy, and you're going to really enjoy this podcast, so listen up. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it, man. So tell me what it was like after that game, man. Just uh, you guys beat Pittsburgh. They're a great team. You guys played well. We're firing in all cylinders. What was it like in the locker room after that win? What was the energy like? Oh, man. I mean, it was incredible. You know, it's uh, you work you work all, you know, all the hard work that you put in, you know, from starting in April and OTAs and all the spring practices that we have to training camp just to – you know, get to that, get to that point in the season where you're able to play for a, you know an AFC championship against a really good team, and um, it was amazing. You know, and the team, you know, we we went out and you know everyone played played lights out, and you know really just you know you can tell that everyone on that team wanted it so bad, and you know we still got a little work left to do, but you know everyone's excited that we have a chance to you know go down to Houston and play for a Super Bowl. Well, absolutely. Congrats so far on you know your uh, performance this year, and correct. Congrats to the teams. We know it's uh, it, it is football is the team game. Um, you had nine receptions for 180 yards. That was incredible. I actually watched the game, and I watched the game because I don't know if there's a bigger fan of yours than our boy Tom Atiano. Uh, I mean, I probably watched the game to support Tom more than I did to you because he talked you up in such a great way that I'm like, man, I got to watch this guy even more. So really, congrats. And uh, we're talking about uh, our buddy Tom is president of today's business and today's athletes. And the relationship between Chris and myself is Tom is like a brother to both of us, right? Yep. He's he's family. He's he would do anything for me, and I would do anything for him. And and you know he works just as hard as anyone you know that I've ever met in my life. He he really does. And he talked uh, when I had him at BPS down in Florida. I mean, he was an incredibly hardworking guy, and the head guy there didn't uh, think too much of him. But by the end of uh, training, he was the best turnaround story, and he was bragging about Tom's. Uh, transformation because he busted his hump man he did something really incredible and um then he went up there to train that's where he met you at defranco's gym right yeah yeah we uh we got to play a year of football together we're at mammoth where we kind of started that relationship and um and then it just you know kind of from there it's you know we kind of started on this journey together to try to play in the league and you know our our paths took different ways and but at the end of the day, they they came back full circle, and and now you know I work with Tom, and I talk to him every single day. The guy guy wakes up at thirty every single morning just to, to work out, and doesn't stop talking on the phone. I mean, just doing business all day. I mean, the guy is, he's incredible. <laughs> so we're both machines. Yeah, not we're both. You and Tom are both machines. Take it to take us back, Chris, uh, to to high school and. Give us like the start. You're you're in high school and you're playing lacrosse and football, correct? Correct. And, yep. and where are you played, where are you playing, Chris? I played in Ramapo, New Jersey, uh, which is in Franklin Lakes. Okay. And um, played played both lacrosse and football. Those are my two main sports. Um, you know, coming out of coming out of high school, I had a you know had a bunch of opportunities to. You know, go play at a, a small Division One college or one AA college for football, and 
and lacrosse. I had a bunch of different, you know, opportunities and offers to go play, you know, lacrosse at some different, you know, some big schools. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I chose Penn State for, for a number of different reasons. You know, one, they were up a coming program. It's a great school. And, you know, I thought I had a, you know, a great chance to, you know, do well there academically, athletically. It was, you know, something, you know, four years of my life that, you know, that I'll never forget. Yeah, that's a that's a special school, and you you played three years, and then you realize that you got a year left, and you want to take it to Mammoth. Why Mammoth? Uh, well, you know, it, it worked out really well for me, and uh, it was nice. You know, the Mammoth is really, you know, it was only an hour and fifteen minutes from home, which is great. And there was there was a number of different things that kind of went into that decision, mostly. It was, uh, you know, Mammoth really worked out with all the different, you know, NCAA rules and, um, you know, those, you know, that I had to, that I had to deal with. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when, when the coaches were able to get me in there for, um, you know, to get into a good grad school program and, um, you know, it ended up that I actually played with a bunch of those guys or played against a lot of those guys growing up, which was awesome. So I already had, you know, relationships down there. And, you know, it, it seemed like the perfect fit for me. Right. And I, I gave a speech there at Monmouth uh, this past summer, man. They have a great, great staff there, great family, a lot of great people at that school. I really like the energy there. Tremendous. And, and the, yeah, it was, it, was, it was amazing. For the for the semester that I was there, you know, the, the coaches, the people there, it was it was a great experience for me. This is incredible. I know you would never say anything like this, but you played one season of college football. Are you are you aware of how incredible that is? And now you're you're doing special things in the NFL. That that's incredible. There's one other guy I worked with, uh, JPP, but I think he actually played uh-huh. two years, and he was a complete freak. The first day he walked in, I don't think he could bench two twenty five three times. But then he walked over to the field and he did 13 backflips in a row. So I yeah, mean, you guys are both freak athletes, man. Freak athletes. So tell me, you play? Is this a true story, Chris? I I was told that first of all, you weren't even playing receiver; you were a defensive back. Is that true? True story. And then you true got in story. the game. It was it the first play you intercepted a ball? It was. Uh, it was my first first game playing defensive back. We. You know, I, I went there, and you know, I mean, it was it was so much fun for me. I got to play really everywhere on the field. You know, I went there to really be able to play receiver, but um, you know, the coach came up to me and asked me if you know if I could play defensive back. You know, we had some guys hurt, and obviously, I was you know whatever I could do to be on the field. I said, you know, in a heartbeat, I said I told them yes, and um, yeah, my first first game, I I had. Uh, I don't know what what play it was, but I had you know I had two picks in the first game, and you know from there I played majority of defense and came in on the came in offensively on you know third down and in the red zone and stuff like that, which is um, you know it was a lot of fun. <laughs> now you're going into the season. Are you thinking, hey, I'm going to try to have a great season of playing the NFL? Because I think this is important. I don't know if you know anything about the Magnum Method podcast, but it's people aspiring to do great things in this world and really setting goals and knocking them out. And a lot of these goals and, and big-time achievements happen when people just put their head down and work hard. It's not like, hey, I'm going to go and do this someday. It's like good things happen if I put my head down and work hard because a lot of times you feel that people say, or I feel that people say, uh, work hard, was smarter, not harder, but there's always a lot of hard in the smarter. you got to work hard first. So what was your intention going into oh, the yeah. season? I mean, I had, I mean, I always set goals for myself and, you know, I, when I was younger, you know, I wanted to be the best that I could be, you know, and I did everything that I could. And when I got to Monmouth, um, you know, my goals were, you know, just to, you know, be able to play football, get on the field, do as well as I can. And, you know, really at the time playing in the NFL wasn't, wasn't a goal of mine. And, it became one when, uh, you know, a couple of my friends, uh, the guys on the team were going to work out for and train, you know, Tommy was one of them. Um, 
and I and I just wanted to do that with him, and I wanted to, you know, give it a shot. You know, I always felt like I was a good enough athlete to, you know, go compete with some of the best guys in the world. And you know, once I had that goal in mind, you know, there really wasn't anything that you could tell me, you know, that could stop me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, you know, I had to overcome a lot of different things, and you know, only playing a year of football was was only one of them you know there were tons of them you know mm-hmm. just being a small you know small school didn't have a lot of film um you know really relied on the the pro day that i had and you know that was really my my first opportunity to you know to show co- uh pro scouts that you know i had the tools um and i was capable of you know being able to compete in the league and you know, that's where it started. And from there, it just kind of, you know, it just kept going. I just wanted to, I wanted to be, I wanted to do it. I mean, I had, I had a goal in mind, you know, and there wasn't anyone or anything that could, that could stop me. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, there was a lot of ups and downs. I mean, you know, just for my story, you know, I was cut mm, three different times, um, you know, really, for the first time in my life, I was cut from a from a sports team, and that was an eye-opening experience, and probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because you know, I got a taste of something that you know I knew I could do it, and being cut from a team only made me work harder. And, and uh, unbelievable. I mean, I I know what that's like. You get cut from a team, it kind of opens your eyes, and. Uh... It's a very emotional yeah. moment, is it not? It was, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know you, you put you put so much effort, you put so much time into you know trying to accomplish something, and um, you know so quickly it can be taken from you. And um, you know, the times where I was cut, it was it was definitely it was physically, mentally, you know, mentally, you know training and you know there were there was definitely a time where it was you know you you kind of you have to just you know believe in yourself which I did wholeheartedly and you know if, if I was cut from a team I just I never stopped you know I went right back to work and you know just had to you know really just pray for another opportunity and and I was you know thankful that I was able to keep getting some different opportunities and and once you get those opportunities in this business you know you have to try to make the most of them absolutely at at what point do you know like you go to your pro day is there any feedback from the scouts what are the scouts saying to you are they letting you know you did well what did you run the 40 in on pro day uh my unofficial time was I think it was a 447 um you know I benched 225 28 times. Um, Strong. You know, I ran a really good shuttle. Don't remember what my shuttle was, but I know it was pretty good. And, you know, I was one of those guys um, that the pro scouts wanted to take a closer look at and, you know, got to do some drills on the field in front of, you know, a bunch of different scouts. And, um, you know, I, I got a lot of great feedback. I mean, it was kind of, you know, guys are and scouts were, you know, coming up to me and asking, you know, you know, where, where am I, where did I come from? You know, what's, you know, where, you know, where did you start? How did you get to this point? And, um, you know, it was just, you know, I was, I was thankful, you know, I was able to get it at first, my first opportunity with San Francisco. And, you know, it was a little, it was tough, you know, coming over the, after the lockout. So everything happened really fast. And, you know, my, that was my first experience in the NFL. And, um, Unfortunately, I, you know, kind of had a little injury when I got there and got my ankle rolled up on. So, you know, didn't really get a full chance to kind of prove myself and, and what I can do as a football player. And then from there, went to practice squad with the Giants, got a long and, and then was able to get another one with the Miami Dolphins. And that's really where my NFL career started. And, you know, I was able to be on the show, Hard Knocks, um, you know, had a great, great training camp, uh, turned a lot of heads, you know, just kind of, 
you know, ne- never given anyone a reason why they should, you know, let me walk out the door. And, you know, for one reason or another, um, was cut from there and ended up in Buffalo. And then that's, you know, the, the, you know, the opportunity to play in Buffalo really was, you know, my first real chance to play in the NFL and, and just, I just, you know, I kept my head down and kept grinding and kept grinding and, um, you know, got a chance to, you know, be on the field and, and make some make some plays, whether it was on special teams, uh, you know, and any chance that I got on offense, you know, I knew I had to take advantage of. And, um, you know, I was able to I was able to do that most of the time. Two things. The fir- first is pro day. You say you ran a four seven. I watched you this past uh, Saturday. Was it Saturday? Sunday. You look like you were running a four three. So I don't know who is timing you for the four <laughs> seven. So that I don't know about that time. You might have to go back and check that. Four time. four four. Four four. Four four seven. Four four seven. Oh, four four seven. Okay, so that I, that that I believe. Okay. Four seven. I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> that's not even possible. You could run four seven on one leg. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would have ran a four seven. I don't know if I would have gotten the, the opportunities. That I oh, got. for sure, for sure. I'm glad we corrected that. The second thing is you had your best game when you were with the Bills against the Patriots. Is that true? Yeah, it's you know, you know it was funny how like that kind of worked out. Every single time I played the Patriots um, over the years, you know, I had really good games, and you know, even when I came. When I, you know, after when the Patriots brought me up there to um, to interview with them, and and um, you know, they we talked about that, and you know, they always knew that you know I was a guy that could could play, mm-hmm. that I, you know, could fit well into that system, and you know, obviously I was more than excited, um, you know, going up there to play for you know an organization like that. I mean, that's a that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Absolutely, the. When, it, when you describe, when anyone describes a true franchise in a first-class organization, I mean, the Patriots come to mind. I grew up in southeastern Massachusetts, and I was lucky enough to spend a couple of years with them. And I know that Coach Bill is a very unique individual who breeds success. What, could, what can you say about Coach Belichick and the culture he's created up there? Well... The culture, the culture created up the winning culture. I mean, the second that you walk in those doors, you automatically feel that, you know, this this is that organization that you know will do anything and everything to win football, yeah. whether that coaches, players, um, you know, scouts. I mean, everyone in there is is just completely totally bought into you know what they're doing over there and you know you you notice it immediately and it's you know you get in there and when when I got in there um you know all I wanted to do was just be able to you know be a part of that and do whatever I could to you know be a part of that culture and you know help that team win you know whatever I could right you know, a few things come to mind when I think about the Patriots organization. Number one, they have very, very high standards. Um, as you said, number two, uh, it's do your job. Uh, you know, it's a, yep. it's, it, I'm going to do my job, you do your job, and hopefully everything takes care of itself. And for the most part, it usually does. And, and I yeah. think what's special is they take so much, each person, as you said, the players, not only the players, the coaches, but even the scouts in the front office, everyone does their job to the best of their ability, and they do not tolerate any sort of mediocre effort. No, I mean, it's it's plastered over the door when you walk in, and it's all over this, all over the facility. I mean, those, those you know, do your job, those three words, you know, you kind of, you buy into those, those words the second that you get in there. And, you know, they, they like you said, you know, there's there's high standards there. And, and they, they they set their goals high. I mean, they want to win championships every single year. And, and you know, the guys that they bring in and, and that whole locker room, um, you know, they do your job. You know, do your job, do it well. Whether it's on the practice field, in the meeting rooms, and obviously, you know, carrying over into 
you know, playing football games. You know, if you're able to, you know, do your job, do your job well, you know, you're going to put your team and, and yourselves in, in good position to, to win football games because it's tough to win in the NFL, and, you know, they've been doing it so consistently for years. Absolutely. Uh, I'll just tell you a quick story, Chris. Uh, I'm playing in a preseason game, the final preseason game, and everyone knows that if you want to watch a competitive game for young players and rookies, you watch the last preseason game because they want a spot and they are going all out, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, I basically come off the edge. I'm rushing the quarterback. The quarterback is uh, the quarterback from uh, Damian Craig from Auburn way back in the day. He was a terrific quarterback. He stops, plants his feet, and I just annihilated this guy. Hit him so hard. <laughs> Ran to the sidelines. This was my moment. I was going to get the good job mark from Bill. Okay, I didn't get. I, I did not get a good job mark. What do you think he said to me? Oh, he probably corrected you on something. Yeah, he did. He said, he said, "Come on, Mark, you got to get the damn ball out." I couldn't believe it. I looked over at Willie McGinnis. That's not of, right. Yeah, it's it's exactly right. He. I looked at Willie McGinnis and he looked at me. Willie put his hands up. He said. You know he's right, and I was like, "Oh man, like I don't think that's ever going to happen again." I I could have took the ball right out of his hands like a Von Miller, but I was just so excited to be there. I guess I was surprised, right? But um, yeah. Anyway, so now you make it to the Patriots. You're 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 on the Patriots, and then you know you you crack this lineup and you start playing. Tell us what it's like when you're on offense and you got Tom Brady throwing you the ball. That is such. I mean, it's it's an incredible experience for me to to be on the same field, to be in the same huddle as you know, with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, the guy. I mean, just a a quick story about Tom. I mean, I my first day of spring practice and OTAs, and you know, I was obviously nervous and you know no one really you know everyone kind of knew who I was just because I played against them for four years and um I saw Tom and um I went up to introduce myself and you know this guy knew exactly who I was um you know what I could do and he started asking me you know what position I like to play and I was just I mean I was blown away that this is Tom Brady you know talking you know talking football with me and um you know I've learned I learned a lot from him. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, he's he he knows so much, and he such has such a, a knowledge for this game. Um, you know, he really and I truly believe, you know, that he's been able to make me such a better football this year, a football player this year. And you know, he's got a lot to offer, and it's it's, it's a lot of fun being on the same field as him because he is he is the ultimate competitor, and he wants to win more than anyone else on the field. It seems like. And, you know, just to have, you know, that guy be the leader of your offense every single you know, time you step on the field, it, you know, it's a good feeling. And this guy's not, he's not exactly 25 years old, is he? It's, it's <laughs> nah, unbelievable. Amazing. How, it's how does amazing he do what it? he's able to do. I mean, he, he is, he's the ultimate professional. I mean, he takes care of his body better than anyone else I've ever seen in my life. And he he breathes and and what he what he does and and he you know about recovery and and you know eating right and training and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, the guy wants to you know. I mean, he's having one of the best years of his career, and you know, I, you know, it doesn't seem like he's ever slowing down. I mean, it seems like the guy's going to be able to play for forever. He, he and it, you know, it, it's unbelievable. He might be a vampire, Chris. <laughs> He might, he might be. He yeah. might be an immortal. We just, we're not really sure. We haven't found that out yet. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and this, and is, is Tom still a very humble guy? Oh, incredibly humble. It's, you know, you would, you would never, you know, you would people, and I always tell people how humble he is, and you know what a great guy Tom is, and what a great teammate he is. You know, everyone's always kind of blown away because, you know, this is. You know the best quarterback to ever play the game. You know, be this. You know, not I guess not so humble person, but it's. I mean, he's he's incredibly humble, and he works tirelessly day in and day out throughout the season to 
you know, to always get better. I mean, the guy you you would think that, you know, maybe he doesn't have any room to get better. He thinks that he can be better always, and he's always working to be better, whether it's on the field, off the field, no matter what it is. I mean, he set such a good example for guys, and you know, I've you know I've learned a lot just being around him this year. Is he still the uh, you know first guy in, last guy to leave? He's absolutely. I mean, he he's watching film when he's off the field and when he's on the field, he's always locked in. I mean, you know, either, I don't think there's ever a time and you know when he's at the stadium when he's not, you know, studying or, or you know doing something that will help him prepare for you know the next game and. You know, he he say he does everything he can to make sure that when he goes out on, on the field on Sundays, that you know he's ready. You know, and, and you know it shows week in and week out. You know, his preparation and, and the work that he puts in, it it definitely pays off. It absolutely shows. And I I heard a, a clip from uh, Edelman the other day. I mean, you guys are pretty hard on each other, and you know Tom will let you have it, and there's a little bit of yelling that goes back in back and forth because you're everyone's so ultra competitive and they're they're perfectionists and you know but at the end of the day you guys get along so very well because uh you're like-minded and you're overachievers it gets pretty intense sometimes yeah i mean it it, it can get real intense especially during the games you know because like i said he's he is the ultimate competitor and he wants to win so bad and you know and if things aren't going you know you know, there's going to be ups and downs in games, and things aren't going to go the right way. Every, you know, every single play, and you know, if things aren't going the right way, he's going to let everyone know, and he's going to kind of give people, you know, and, and our and our offense a kick in the butt to make sure that you know we get we get this right, and you know, when we go back out there on the field, that you know we're, we're locked in and and you know we're playing well, and and he's. You know, it's every single game. You know, he's he is just ready to go. It's it's amazing. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, you know, coming from where you come from, uh, overachieving, working your tail off. You're six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. Tell us about your regimen. I mean, you're pretty. Um, I, you're pretty much a fanatic about your nutrition, about the way you take care take care of your body as well. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew that. You know, when I when I set out on this this path, this journey that I wanted to play in the, the National Football League, you know, I knew that I had to make some sacrifices. I knew that I had to, you know, work my butt off to, you know, just to be able to play. And, you know, a part of that and, well, a major part of that for me was, you know, making sure that I'm, you know, constantly working out, constantly trying to, you know, every single year I've been able to, you know, whether it's come back a little bit lighter, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, um, you know, I'm always looking to, you know, try to get that, you know, try to get that edge just so that I can, you know, my body's able to, you know, withstand the, you know, the grind of, you know, playing, you know, X amount of games, in the, you know, throughout the season because, you know, it can be taxing on your body. But, you know, what I've found out from, you know, just over the years that I played, you know, the work that you put in, the recovery, the nutrition, um, you know, just working out throughout the season and, and the work that you put in in the off season, um, you know, it pays off in the end. And it's something that I've done um, and that I really believe in. And, and you know, I have a my trainer uh, – who I've been with for the last five years, uh, Mike Budango. He has a gym in, in Oakland, New Jersey, Freak Strength Gym, you know. Okay. Um, you know, quick, quick, you know, I, I live in Long Island now, and, you know, I, I wake up in the off-season at, you know, 5 a.m., drive out there uh, and spend, you know, a majority of my day with him and just working out and um, whether it's, running routes and having him critique, you know, just, you know, how I can be more efficient in my running and my form and, you know, and then obviously just, you know, trying to, you know, always, you know, get stronger every single year so that, you know, I'm able to play at a high level. It's, you know, something that I, 
you know, really take a lot of pride in and something that I really believe in that's, you know, it's, it's helped me throughout, you know, my career. Sweet. Um, you, are there any things you do, uh, any recovery modalities you take that you use to take care of your body that would be unique outside of like the traditional massages or acupuncture or maybe uh, cold plunge therapy? Um, yeah, I've, I've used, uh, so this, this year, um, more I've used, uh, the float tank, um, okay. which is something that I, for, but, um, you know, they have them available at the stadium and it's pretty much like an Epsom salt bath, but there's, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever used one. Um, uh, I haven't. Yeah, so there's there's so much salt in in this you know about a foot of you know maybe foot and a half of water, and it's in this pod, and you literally just float there, and you lay there, and and it's just it's really helped with my recovery, and I'll do it, you know, two three times a week, um, you know, and it you know for me it really helps me helps my muscles relax, helps them recover, um, something that. You know, I've never used before, but now that I have, it's it's. I believe that it's definitely helped me throughout the season, just to um, you know recover fast. I mean, that's you know the biggest part of playing the NFL is being able to stay healthy and being able to recover because it's just such a quick turnaround from game to game, and really anything that you can do to you know help yourself get to that point from Sunday to Sunday, you know. You know, you, you have to do, and the float tank is one. Um, you know, obviously a lot of massage. Uh, I do that. Um, you know, I've never, I never really been, been a big acupuncture guy, but um, I do do some of the dry needling. Uh, you know, if there's you know little muscles, you know, in my in my legs, more you know more than more of my lower body. That's you know I'm more concerned about just to you know make sure that. On Sundays, you know the legs legs are ready to go. Right, and tell us about your nutrition. You uh, are you pretty much a, a supplement guy? Are you on top of you know your your macros? You count macros. What's it like? Do you have someone prepare your food? <clears throat> so I've I've never been uh, I've never counted macros, but um, you know for my nutrition, it's you know I I make sure that it's it's. Throughout the entire season, it's it's I'm a I eat very clean. Um, you know, on Saturdays will be my you know the days where I'm eating a lot of pasta, you know, stuff that I don't really eat throughout the throughout the week. But Saturdays and you know the day before the game um, or Sunday morning, you know, I'll make sure that you know I get some you know some good carbs in me that you know will help me you know sustain that you know, that energy for, for 60 minutes on Sunday. And then throughout the, you know, in the morning, you know, I go, I head in there, you know, I'm always, I'm a, I'm a early riser. I like to get in there. To, um, you know, get in there, stretch, get in the hot tub, make sure that, you know, my body is, you know, ready to go. And then throughout the, throughout the day, you know, I'm making sure that, you know, I'm eating, you know, little meals here and there just to make sure that I'm, you know, fueled for practice. And, you know, afterwards, um, you know, they, they have, they, everything is available to you. So, uh, you know, in the, in the uh, cafeteria, the stadium, and, and, you know, really even, you know, when I was in Buffalo, you know, it's, you know, you just had, you know, they, they make everything available for you. And, uh, something that I always focused on, even in the off season, it's something that you know I'll 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 prepare my own meals so that you know my long days when I'm training I have something to you know always eat afterwards, or if I need uh, you know some you know a little bit here and there to you know pick me up during my workouts, I'll do that. And as, uh, supplement wise, it's you know I have a you know, I use um, uh, MHP, you know, the, the, their products, and they've they've worked well for me. And they, you know, I feel like they help me a lot. Their their BCAs are great. Um, their protein, I, you know, has 
uh, their their one protein that they have is you know has a you know a, a slow releasing, fast releasing proteins in them that you know I feel like really kind of you know really helps me you know kind of sustain those long workouts that I have um, you know even you know in the off season and in our in season training. And you, are you taking any time off in the off season? Are you just shutting it down completely? I know when I was playing, there were a couple guys that said they're taking one month off and they're not doing anything. I couldn't do that myself. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I would go. I would go crazy if I if I was just sitting around the house. <laughs> I might after the season. I mean, uh, the last couple seasons, I've had a couple of different surgeries. Um, you know, I had my really actually the same surgery. I had my wrist. I had you know just a little cleanup, and that was my time off. You know, maybe a week or two weeks. But even you know, I'd be out there working out. You know, with a with a cast on. You know, making sure that you know just doing lower body stuff so that I can you know stay in shape and and when I need to go back to working out hard. You know, there's really you know I didn't miss a lot of time. You know, I wasn't I wasn't a guy that could just you know shut it down for for a month or so. That was you know it's never been my style and it's it's never gonna be my style for probably for the rest of my life. You know I don't you know taking time off is really not in uh, not in, you know I don't ever mark that down on my calendar. So um, you know I'm always just you know after the season um, you know I take a little time just to just to relax and then you know, get back after it. Chris, I mean, you sound like you're, you know, you're firing in all cylinders with training, with nutrition. Uh, let me ask you about your mental preparation for game time. Do you do anything special to prepare for a game? What's your <clears throat> mindset like as you enter that uh, stadium and as you walk out onto that field? Um, it's, you know, over, over the last couple years, um, really, I've taken a more, you know, positive, real positive approach to, you know, being able to visualize myself on the field, um, putting myself like, you know, whether it's the night before or, you know, it seems like I'm always doing it. Whenever I close my eyes, it seems like I'm always putting myself in a position um, or a position that I could be on the field. And just visualizing uh, different scenarios, different routes, um, you know, different things that can happen, and and just being super positive about it, knowing that you know I'm going to catch the ball, going to be able to you know turn up field, make a guy you know miss, and and I'll you know I'll go and I'll and I'll visualize all that before I get into a game, and and you know. Before you know, going out on the field, um, you know I'm you know just make sure that you know I'm I'm just thankful, you know, for the opportunity to you know have a chance to play every single Sunday because you know there's so many people that work to get to this point and you know so many people you know don't really ever get that opportunity. That's right. That's right. You know, it's you know it's it really is a privilege and. You're, the guys that get to play every single Sunday, you know, it's you're blessed to be able to be in that situation. And I feel, you know, I feel that really, um, you know, I go out there every single Sunday and just, you know, with a smile on my face, you know, that I'm able to be in that situation and that, you know, I'm going to put myself in the best position to succeed and, and play well. Awesome. Awesome, awesome stuff, and, and congratulations. I know you have uh, a couple uh, new arrivals on their way, correct? Correct, yep. My uh, my fiance, uh, soon-to-be wife, this summer will be getting married, and and uh, we have a little boy and a good little girl on the way, twins. So we are we are beyond excited. The off season is going to be a little bit uh, a little bit more crazy for us. <laughs> We make it work every single year. I mean, she's she's incredible. I mean, she's she's a doctor herself, and um, you know she works she works her butt off just as much as me, you, you know, Tommy. I mean, she wakes up at four in the morning and gets to the gym at five, and 
you know, it takes care of her body. And, you know, we're, you know, we couldn't be more excited that, you know, we, family's getting a little bigger this off season. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Congratulations. It's going to be great, man. I, I really wish you all the best regarding your family and the new arrivals. I'm really happy for you, my friend. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. To, to close it out here, you know, I'm just going to ask you a few questions here. This is like a, one of those, um, quick fire rounds and you just shoot let the fans get to know a little bit more about Chris Hogan and, and what some of your favorite things are your idiosyncrasy so the first thing it's going to say uh, what is your favorite food uh, my favorite food would be grilled chicken <laughs> sweet potatoes nice and um, usually I'm a usually I'm a broccoli guy that's usually my that's usually my go to you know when I'm in I love to cook so that's something that some people don't know about me is it's in the off season, you know, I'm, I'm cooking every single night and, uh, love to cook for, for Ashley, my fiance. And, and, um, you know, it's something that I think has helped me, you know, instead of, you know, ordering out and doing all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be able to, you know, meal prep throughout the week and, um, uh, our, our go-to would be grilled chicken and, and sweet potatoes and some vegetables on the side. <laughs> That's amazing, man. You're a clean eater all the time, man. No no junk food? No favorite cheap food? Nothing? Uh, let's see. Favorite, my favorite cheap food... Favorite cheap meal would probably be... Uh, we we like to go and... Uh, Ashley and I like to go eat a uh, hibachi. And uh, that would be... That would probably be our favorite cheap meal cheap uh meal um you know we uh we enjoy going and being able to you know we always joke about whether or not we're going to eat all the noodles and rice but <laughs> when we get there it's we we enjoy it when we'll, in a while <laughs> you crazy kids next time you go eat all the rice would you please uh <laughs> <the> next <laughs> what is your uh what's your favorite ritual uh so you know i I've gone back and forth between being, uh, you know, very superstitious and and not so superstitious. And, you know, of, of lately, I've, I've been uh, a more of a superstitious guy. And um, there's a movie that I love to watch that is, you know, the epitome of, you know, what I've done and, and working hard to get to where I'm at. And, and that's, um, you know, the, the a classic uh, football movie, Rudy. Oh, great movie, and, man. Great movie. And, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I watched that movie and, you know, just talking about getting yourself in the right mindset. Um, you know, I think anybody could be ready to play a football game after watching that movie. Oh yeah, man. Talk about, uh, appreciation when he opens that letter and he gets accepted. I was reaching for the box of tissues. Best part, yeah. Best oh. part of the movie. <laughs> oh man. What was that? Seven times he got rejected. Unbelievable. It was, uh, in the movie, it's like it's like three or four, and then you know you finally get to that point. I mean, I mean, I could literally quote every single line of the movie. It's amazing, but um, you know, it's it's a great it's a great movie, and it, it's something that you know I love to watch before games because it really you know it puts you in the right mindset to you know you, you people that you know you work so hard and you know good things can happen if you know if you get you put your head down and you work hard. Absolutely, absolutely. Favorite uh, unique habit uh, people may not know about other than cooking now? <laughs> uh, oh, man, that's a habit of mine, a unique habit. Probably, I mean, for, for, for those who, who don't know and or well, they know now that I played lacrosse for four years, you know, I, I definitely like to pick up a lacrosse stick every now and then and, and just play around with it and, and have fun. And, um, you know, just, you know, that's, that's really where my journey started with playing lacrosse. And I, you know, always enjoy being able to pick up the game and, or watch, you know, watch the game when it's on TV, you know, always follow my, you know, my, my former school, Penn state. And, um, you know, such it's, you know, it's a lot of fun for me to watch, and and uh, you know, I used to coach it when I was younger. It's, you know, it's an amazing sport. You know, for those who, who don't know about it. Yeah, from what I hear, you everyone now and then when you pick up a lacrosse stick, it's a really nice lacrosse stick because you are a Thompson Brothers 
uh, sponsored athlete. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Colors, um, you know, um, you know, now I, I got, you know, I'm sponsored with them and, you know, I have, I got so many ties to lacrosse and, um, you know, I'm, I'm part of, uh, uh, an awesome organization, Headstrong, uh, they, you know, the Cleary family, they started, it's a cancer foundation and, you know, got to be a part of that. And, you know, that really just goes back to my lacrosse background and, you know, it's, it's opened a lot of doors and, and a lot of relationships. Sweet. Uh, okay. Favorite athlete growing up? Michael Jordan. I tell you what, I don't Hands know. I, I don't know if I've heard another athlete doing all these podcasts, and I've had many athletes, sports team owners. Everyone says Michael Jordan. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, I loved him growing up. I mean, it was. I I read some of his books. Um, you know, he was, you know, uh, early on in his career, I mean, you know, got cut from his high school team and, um, you know, all that, all that stuff, you know, he, you know, his entire career worked so hard, you know, to be the best that he, you know, the best that ever played that game. And, um, you know, he's, he's a, the role model for him. Absolutely. He is a tremendous athlete, man. That guy I still watch come fly with me sometimes on YouTube. Um, <laughs> favorite movie of all time has got to be Rudy, right? It's, it's got to be. It's definitely one of them. Absolutely. Rudy is, I mean, I watch it every single week, so I have to. I have an appreciation for it a little bit. <laughs> you got to go with Rudy. Last book read? Uh, Positive Dog by John Gordon. Great no. book. Um, actually... Read two of his books. The other one is actually called Training Camp, and I actually read it during training camp a few years ago. And his books, um, you know, if you haven't ever heard of them, you know, it's all about positive energy and and you know how that that positive energy really just affects everything that you do, the people around you. Um, really, really helped me, you know. I get myself and you know the mind you know the right mindset to um you know do what i do every single day and and you know you got to have a positive mindset and a positive outlook on on life and and the and the work that you do and um his books are great i'm definitely going to check it out favorite tv show if you have time to watch tv which you probably do not yeah definitely don't watch a lot of tv um but I would have to say uh, Entourage is probably my favorite. You know, it was definitely one of my favorite shows growing up. That was, that was the best show. That was the best show. <laughs> Where's my man Vinny Chase? It was great. <laughs> yep. Uh, favorite type of music? Uh, listen, I listen to everything. Um, depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I mean, before the games, I'm listening to, to Eminem, Linkin Park, and... Uh, a little bit of Skrillex, um, you know, kind of gets me, gets me a little amped up and, uh, you know, I'm in the car a lot, so I'll listen to country music, um, you know, just to kind of chill out a little bit and, you know, I like to, I like to listen to everything. Okay. Perfect. Uh, your mentor, who would you name as a mentor? Um, my... My high school lacrosse coach, he was uh, Bob Turco. He was a guy, um, you know, that really helped me um, really throughout my career and, and even to this day. Um, you know, I my senior year, we didn't have a, a lacrosse coach, and I had a great, great relationship with him through um, an all-star program that he coached. And, you know, I asked him to, to come be, you know, come coach us for my senior year, and, and he did, and, and he's, you know, really helped me, you know, more so become, you know, the man that I am today, and, you know, is always, you know, he does so much, um, and is always, you know, harping on me that, you know, it's always, it's one goal, you know, and that's the Tri-State uh, logo is one goal, you know, you set these 
one goal for in mind and one goal after another. And it's something that I've carried with me for so many years and something that, you know, I, you know, will, will carry with me for my entire career and, you know, hopefully pass along to my kids one day. <laughs> Terrific. A favorite quote, Chris? Um, good things don't happen to people that wait. Good things happen to people that work hard. I like it. I like it. Love quotes. Last and final question. Toughest competitor you've played against in the NFL? Hmm. That's that's a good one. I've I've been around a lot of I've been around a lot of great athletes. Um you know, I would I would say, you know, I I would say that, you know, the, I haven't competed against him, or maybe I, I we did compete a little bit during the off season. But my teammate Julian Edelman, I mean, the guy is you know kind of had a, a similar story. Um, you know, you know, a small school guy came up. I mean, he works his he works his tail off every single day, and uh, his work ethic is second to none. And it's uh, fun to compete with him, and you know, on and off the field. Either you know whether it's on the on the football field or playing them in ping pong or anything like that. I mean, it's it's nonstop competition. <laughs> Edelman's the man, huh? Fierce competitor. Yeah, man. He is. He's one of those guys. I mean, he's love. He wants to win so bad. I mean, he and he'll do whatever it takes. You two, you two together are like uh, step brothers, like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Chris, I can't thank you enough, man. I wish you the very best. I'll certainly be watching. And uh, congrats on the twins. Best to your wife, Ashley. And um, it was an honor to have you on the show, man. I, I really can't thank you enough. Uh, thanks for having me. It was it was an honor being on the show with you and you know being able to tell my story a little bit. A lot of fun. You're gonna have a a, a lot of Magnum Method new fans to add to your many fans. But, <laughs> oh, good luck and go get them, my friend. Thank you very much.